Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today is once again time for our monthly nerd alerts. Deetly, deetly, deetly. Nerd, nerd alerts. Nerd alerts for March. March 2023. All the alerts that are nerdy. So we head over to Mikey to the nerd alerts desk where he's found things on the internet that influence us in pop culture. If this were olden times, I'd be covered in a pile of ticker tape being yeah. like, I don't know, I lost track. I lost the thread. Well, we'll start it off like we usually do. Comfort and routine. And there's some trailers out. Ooh, trailers. But nothing like huge because it seems like everything's been announced already. For yeah. like They had to get everything out for the new year and now they're kind of mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, also this. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that in my nerd alerts, but it's good stuff. The first one, we've been talking about video game movies. That is a subject that comes up a mm-hmm. lot. And there's another one coming. Yes. And I felt like I had to make up for beating down on the board game toys movies we were talking about last Mm -hmm. time. Because this one looks awesome. And they're making a movie about Tetris. Right. And (laughs) yes. And at first you're like, what are they doing? But it's like literally about Tetris. Yes. It's not like there's giant blocks coming down. <laughs> it's not like that movie Pixels where we're yeah, getting exactly. invaded by giant Tetrinos. Yeah. I could see Hollywood doing something horrible with that. No, this looks really good from the trailer that I saw. Yeah, we get to see Taron Edgerton. Yeah. The Kingsman. We love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays Hank Rogers, who was the developer of the original Tetris game in Russia. Yeah. And this is the the historical period piece retelling of that tale. Him getting it out of Russia while it was still the Soviet Union. Yes. Yeah. I never, like, when I was... KGB involvement and... Yeah, when I was a kid, I remember Tetris coming out and they're like, this game's from Russia. And I'd be like, how do we have anything from Russia? Because we never got anything from Russia. That's true. Behind the Iron Curtain, nothing went through. Yeah. We, all the news, all all the news ever talked about was like American stuff getting over to Russia. Like yeah. this band went and played in like mm-hmm. this movie or whatever. Right. So yeah, it's interesting. It looks great. It's coming at the end of the end of the month, March thirty first on mm-hmm. Apple TV. Um, it is a movie though, so it's mm. gonna be. It, I saw it and it made me think of like Social Network. Yeah. You know, and I like that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I like me some Aaron Sorkin, who's not yeah. in, <laughs> responsible for this, but does seem to have a similar tone. Mm-hmm. He seems so captivating when he's talking about. Tetris is poetry. It's motion. It's the most perfect game yeah. ever. It's not that, wrong. Yeah. I remember Tetris had, didn't have that little like Russian song in it. Yeah. Tchaikovsky was a Tchaikovsky song mm-hmm. they used to play. All the music, yeah. all the artwork for it. Yeah. And I don't know if the, like, because I only know like little snippets of the story. So I'm excited for the movie. Yeah. That, yeah. For that purpose. Um, but there was something like when it was first developed, it was given to like, the collective commons of Russia to be like, this game is so good that everybody should have access to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an aspect of the story. Yeah. And it seems interesting. And him dealing with N- Nintendo and the <laughs> Japanese it. executives. That's and it. Then like the reveal of the Game Boy. He like looks at it like, oh, 
And that was like serendipitous. Like mm-hmm. you didn't know that was coming, but it was the perfect platform for the perfect game. Yeah. But that's like the MC Escher golden ratio type yeah. stuff. So I guess that it was Tetris that shipped with the Game Boy? If I remember, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I guess it. Hmm. I know I've played on a Game Boy, so I must have had one. Mm-hmm. But I don't 100% remember having one, but I know that I played on the Game Boy a lot, and there's no way that someone's going to let you play on their Game Boy that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I must have had one. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I had one. I just don't like remember, remember having one. I got you. But I, I must have had one because there's no way I spent that much screen time on someone else's Game Boy. True. Yeah. You have memories of Game Boy, but you don't remember the actual acquisition of the Game yeah, Boy. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember like the Christmas I got my Game Boy. For, uh, Hashtag spoiled. Yeah, there was some of those <laughs> Game Boys that did tend to just show up. It's like, oh, there's a Game Boy here. Mm-hmm. I only remember mine because it was my allowance money. That was like one of the first consoles I bought. Oh, I yeah. was like, it's $100? That's going to take me my entire life to save up for <laughs> I remember getting the Atari. Was it 2600? 2600, 7800. Was, was that the first one? 56. 2600, I think, was the one. There you go. The one everyone had in the 80s. Not everybody, but... I remember getting that. I remember that being a big deal. Yeah. And I remember getting my Nintendo, the original Nintendo, the little door that opened up. I remember getting that. <laughs> there it is. And I had a Super Nintendo. But see, I don't remember getting the Super Nintendo either. <laughs> it just showed up one day. Yeah. It's like, this is yours. That's the best part, though. Those are the ones we grew up with. I wonder if my dad was buying that stuff for himself. Right. And then was like, here, this is here. I bought this for Kevin. It's a family toy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although the only reason I ever played Sega was because my neighbor had it. So yeah. There are those situations too. Yeah, I don't that wasn't with the Game Boy though. <laughs> In my second of two trailer news, we also have the first trailer came out a little bit ago, but they've been updating it because it's getting ready to come out. Mm. Uh but it's the movie sixty five. Yeah, man. What's going on with that? Uh worst title ever for what seems to be cool, but yeah, it's Adam Driver versus Dinosaurs. Yeah. And apparently he's on Earth 65 million years ago, but it's from space. <laughs> the start of the trailer does make it seem like a sci-fi uh-huh. usual setup. It was like, oh, he's going to be in not Star Wars. And it looks like it looks like it's Jurassic Park with sci-fi. Yes. And then <laughs> they got, okay, he finds some girl, apparently, the la- other the only survivor. And the girl looks just like the girl from Jurassic Park. Yes. To the point that I'm like, is that the girl from Jurassic Park? That I had to look it up. It's not. It's a totally different actress. Very similar vibe. But she looks just like her. It's like (laughs) they just were like, okay, we need the girl from Jurassic Park. We can't get the girl from Jurassic Park. We'll find someone who looks just like her. There you go. It's creepy how much it's like, that's that girl from Jurassic Park. And then you're like, wait, that girl from Jurassic Park is like, a teenage, he's like a college age now. Yes. So did they make this a long time ago? <laughs> then you look and you're like, no, you look it up, different person. It is. Weird. They knew that vibe worked the first time, so they had to copy it. Yeah. What I find weird is that they're doing another lone wolf and cub. Oh, yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's so yeah. hot right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so hot right now. <laughs> like, let's do that. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a loner. Let's give him a child to take care of. People yeah. are really eating that up. <laughs> but... I having naysayed that right up front, I will say that this seems like the perfect Saturday afternoon fun time. Don't think about it. Movie. Isn't this a who's doing this movie? It's someone famous. It's, uh, produced by Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi. So he's in there somewhere. He's no. in the gears. Um, and then the writers of it are the writers that did A Quiet Place. Okay. Which is really good where you, mm-hmm. the monsters eat you if you make a sound. Yeah. There's yeah. a deaf girl in there. 
Yeah. So that's good crew behind it. Interesting. I'm just, I'm so curious about the lore. Is it like it's supposed to be this is how humans got here? It might be. We really don't know other than sci-fi, Adam Driver, dinosaurs. Right. And cute little girl. Yeah. 65. (laughs) What a dumb name though. It is. Because yes, it's 65 million years ago, but that tells you nothing. Yeah. It's like nobody remembers a Jackie Robinson movie because it was called 42. Like, yes, it's his number, but nobody remembers like a number movie title. Right. You're right. Car 54. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, but along those lines, there are also some silly just video game media news in general. Oh. Uh, Silent Hill is coming back. They're doing Ooh. Return to Silent Hill. So oh. another attempt at a video game movie. Oh. Mm. Yeah, but I will have to. This is I brought this up because I wanted to stand up for the original. Yeah, with Naomi Watts. Uh-huh. I think that's a sleeper. I think most people just skipped over it. Yeah, and it is. It's like a B plus as far as a movie goes. But like, if you like Silent Hill at least a little bit, that movie is very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah. I seem to forget it every time. Like, think of a good example of a mm. video game movie that would be one of them. Everyone's talking about the Last of Us show. Uh, exactly. Have you seen any of it yet? I've watched the first couple episodes. I'm not completely okay. caught up. I haven't seen any of it yet, but I'm hearing buzz that they actually made something right for once. I, and I played the game, and from what I've seen, that they're doing it like pitch perfect. Interesting. So. Interesting. See that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe something to dive into. That's the kind of thing that it seems like you can do, because we've talked about that. You have to kind of do something that already has an inherent story in it. Yes to replicate it just has to be that kind of thing that's why i have crossing fingers high hopes for the fallout stuff because Mm -hmm. that has a storyline a lore and it's not like a first person it is a first person shooter but everyone makes their own person yes so it's not exactly and it has like different choices you can make so everyone has a different game experience and it's not so much like specific to you as the individual. Right. It's compelling regardless. Right. And it can end different ways. Really, you can't do the thing where like, that's not how it's supposed to go. And it's like, well, that's how it went for me. Might not have gone that way for you or whatever. That's one of the issues that Halo had is Halo had the like anonymous protagonist, mm-hmm. which worked for the game. And then because of the show, they had to make it a character. Yeah. And people were like, it's not a character. It's like, okay, tell a show that like doesn't have a, like a main right. character. You I know? don't know why they didn't just go do like the, the earlier stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because that had more of a storyline. Because they were all characters and you just played. Yep. They were like the early Spartans and stuff. Yep. They could have gotten away with that really <laughs> easily, I would think. I say this as somebody that thinks they got away with it anyway. I'm just talking about the nerds that were like, yeah. they gave him a name and his name's John. I hate this. It's like, <laughs> okay, weirdo. <laughs> and then on the sillier side, uh, Tomb Raider is also coming back in TV series form. Oh. We don't have any news on who's actually going to be Laura Croft. Oh. But. It's not going to be Alicia Vikander? It is not. Nor oh. will it be Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah. Well, it might be Alicia. They haven't ruled her out oh, okay. specifically. But the thing we do know is the creative person behind it is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, interesting. I thought the That's same. That's very interesting. Is she like a closet gamer? We don't know. It is right. not an obvious pairing because it's she the, does great work, but she normally does like dramas and comedies right. and sort of real life stuff. Yeah, interesting. But Sounds like it's Henry Cavill or something. Like, exactly. Like, oh, of course, that makes sense. It might mean that they're making Laura Croft a little bit more hip and edgier. She is British, though. Yes. 
Maybe the maybe the Brits just like because you know Henry Cavill. Yep, he's han- handsome as heck, but and he plays games and it doesn't make sense. But then you're like, well, he's British, and it's like British people seem like they can get away with stuff Americans can't. It's a hobby. It's yeah. a vocation. Yeah. And in the original Tomb Raider, like Laura Croft was a little bit more snarky and wisecracking because she was a rich lady that could get away with going on adventures, you mm-hmm. know. When they did it with Angelina Jolie, it was like, it looks just like her. Isn't that great? Okay, now make a movie. We don't need to develop her or really give her that much of a character. It's be like, look, they look just alike. Now go jump and watch out for explosions. So if this they're actually giving a character to Laura Croft, I mean, that mythology is great. So mm-hmm. as a series, I think that could work. We'll see. We'll see. Hmm. And then a, a final silly. We were talking about... Channing Tatum wanting to be Gambit. Yeah. And so I guess that made my algorithm give me more news about like people wanting to play characters. This one I'm way on board with though, but uh, there's sort of been a whole lot of hubbub around Dave Bautista lately. Yeah. I think it's because it's Knives Out 2 and Guardians Galaxy. So he's back. And also that other movie, that Armageddon movie or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't think it's called Armageddon, but he shows up at someone's house and is like, you have to help us. The world's going to end or something. I haven't even. It's a weird looking movie. Oh, I haven't heard about it. It looks weird. Okay. It looks like it's an art house movie, kind of. But about the end of the world. Something like that. I don't really, I don't. Oh, is it that white noise movie? Maybe. Where there's an airborne event? Because I have that in my queue. So I'll let you know. I'm not sure. It's the it's David Batista and like three other people, and they seem like they're cultists, and they like take over a family in the house and say uh, like that maybe we're the, gonna help you prevent the end of the world or something like that. It's, it's one of those things you were sitting there watching the trailer, going like, I have no idea what's going on. But <laughs> Dave Batista's here, and he's wearing glasses, and it's strange. Eh, but they're letting him branch out. I no, think he I, deserves yeah. it. This wouldn't be too much of a branch out, but I do want to see it happen, and apparently so does a, a bunch of Twitter. But Dave Batista wants to play Marcus Phoenix from the Gears of War video game. Oh, wow. Another yeah. video game movie. Well, I mean, he's got the body for it, <laughs> for sure. And the face, and the voice, and, and the, the attitude. And the neck. <laughs> and the neck, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, or lack thereof, it just goes head into shoulders yeah. almost. Yeah. All right, just found out, this just in, from Not Scott over in the booth. Knock at the Cabin is the movie. Okay. I haven't even heard that title. I have to go look at it then. I've seen the trailer. I keep seeing the trailer for some reason. (laughs) They want me to go see it, I guess. You're on that package. So I think Dave Bautista would be perfect in Gears of War. Yeah. And Gears of War, I think, could have a fighting chance at being good media from a video game. Because for as much as it's like Doom, fighting demons, shooting guns, big muscly action movie... It's got really cool backstory. That yeah, there's a there's a deep storyline in there. Exactly. There's the you know with the there's character interactions. There's family stuff. It's pretty it's pretty deep for the goofiness of the game. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, like you're saying, it has conflict in there and a whole bunch I of just, weird sort of. It's like, not really goofy. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's a unique gameplay, third person hiding behind stuff. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's interesting. I wonder how much they do those camera shots because the move. That's the thing. The movie is happening. Right. They just haven't said that he's a part of it. Oh. But like Gears of War is coming. So okay. it might be without Dave Batista, but if that's a possibility, I would like to mm. throw my hat in that ring. And I mean, that's that's the new trend. I don't know if I want to put as hard of a call on it as I did uh, Fantasy Resurgence, but get ready for a whole bunch of video game stuff. Um, and another thing about Dave Batista, because I said it was like he's like his name is sort of bubbling up, is that uh, <laughs> somebody gave this the scandals headline, but I saw a post that says, 
It's time we admit it. Dave Batista is our best wrestler turned actor, and it's not even close. Oh. Click here to find out more. Oh, did you click here to find out more? I did. Yeah. And it basically, I mean. Did you I, get an ad saying, like, check this out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a personality quiz, and it turns out that I'm uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage when it comes to wrestlers. Oh, okay. Just because I, like, yeah, yeah. I like to snap it to a Slim Jim. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if I'm doing that good. But it is an interesting nerd question uh-huh. because Batista obviously has been in Guardians of the Galaxy, right. knocked the cabin, mm-hmm. might be in Gears of War, but he has an illustrious career now. But mm-hmm. he's going up against, here's some of the names I found. Right. John Cena. Right. Dwayne. I've never seen that guy in anything. The Rock Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> I was I, I almost called you out and be like, you've seen John Cena and stuff. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yeah, the Ryan, yeah. Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's really bad though. Andre the Giant. Oh yeah, yeah. Kevin Nash. That's a mm. secret one for Who's super Kevin? nerds. I don't know who that is. He played Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, Two: Secret okay. of the Ooze. Okay. And then Jesse Ventura. Yeah. The body. Was, we yeah, were just talking about him. Yeah. Predator. Painless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were the the heavy runners. I'm sure there's argument for more, but if we're talking. Best wrestler turned actor. I would say those are the the front runners. Yeah, Schwarzenegger doesn't count because he was a Mr. No, Universe. He's a bodybuilder. It's different. Well, you know, Andre the Giant is in one of the most classically beloved movies ever. You want a peanut? Yeah. Um, and he kills it in that movie. He's I only a dog paddled. Yeah, he's perfect in that movie. But that's like he's almost like a one hit wonder in that movie. It was a one and done. Yeah. Yep. I think he gets honorable mention, special credit. Yes. Now, The Rock, have you seen those memes where The Rock wears the same costume in basically like eight different movies? Yeah, it's the tan shirt and yeah. like the jungle shorts, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he does kind of just play the same character. Yeah, different environments. In but different environments. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I'm going to show up, raise my eyebrows, save the day. Yeah. <laughs> mm, it's interesting. But you... I. Mm. That guy might be right. Dave Bautista does a lot of different things. It's true. Uh, and kind of has more of a range than any of them. Hulk Hogan stunk. <laughs> he was a terrible actor. Even when he was Mr. Nanny? So, what about Mr. T, though? Mr. T was in wrestling for a little bit. And he was in. Uh, he was on TV? Yeah. Was he in movies? Did they so, do a Mr. Uh-huh, T movie? He was in Rocky. Oh, that's right. Four or three? He's up there. Rocky. He gets credit for having the social credit of Respect Your Mother. So, but I don't know if he came up through wrestling or if he just did wrestling too. I'm not sure. I would say that's how he got his start, like yeah. his whole bit. I don't know enough about the WWF, and it was the WWF back then <laughs> until they got sued by the World Wildlife Fund, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. I want the shirt that combined them both. It's two pandas. It's uh-huh. the the logo of the two pandas, but one's holding the chair. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, I actually got to give a little bit of a vote to John Cena. Yeah? If we're talking about, like, can do a little bit of everything. Right. Because I had no idea John Cena is as funny as he is. That's true. And John Cena is hilarious. Yeah. He's been in, like, you know, comedy, straight-up comedy movies. Yeah. But uh, his new show, Peacemaker, is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. in that the boys sort of skewering superhero trope. Yeah. But he's hilarious. Yeah, he he is very good. I would agree too, but I would say that I don't. I didn't read this article, but the argument that Batista takes more risky, makes more risky choices, mm-hmm. and he tries to like spread his wings 
which I, in my mind, I mean, makes you a better actor, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, yeah. I got you. When you try stuff, because I mean, you should watch the trailer for the knock at the cabin door. It's very, you're like, what is he doing right now? <laughs> That's not very Drax at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we, we we stand behind it, at least partially. We'll say that Dave Batista is at least in the top three. Yeah, top three. For wrestler sure. turned actor. I would agree with that. <laughs> for me, it's Andre the Giant. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, he crushed I know. it with one. I know. He crushed it so hard. That movie is just brilliant. Did you know that for Christmas I got a giant Princess Bride poster? Oh, awesome. It's like one that they would like put in a movie theater. Is it the one you can turn upside down and the title stays correct where it's the, not an anagram, what do you call that? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. There is one poster that does that. They wrote out Princess Bride in a way that you can flip oh, it over. Maybe I need to look at that. Maybe I don't even know. But that's cool. Princess Bride poster. That's but, an all time. Yeah, that movie's great. Have you ever met anyone who said they didn't like it? If I have, I probably haven't talked to them for very long. Yeah, they need to be thrown off that cliff that they were climbing up. You mean you don't like kissing movies? Uh, <laughs> is this a kissing book? Yes. Um, what's not a kissing book? No, that's a terrible transition. I'm just <laughs> jump right into it. Uh, I did this for you though. I'm calling out another trend, but it's a trend I think you can get behind. Oh, uh, we're getting a, a semi slew of historical pieces coming up Ooh. in the movies. First one being Steven Spielberg is taking a script worked on but not quite finished by Stanley Kubrick. Oh, interesting. Detailing the large-scale biopic life of Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yes. I don't know much I don't know much about Napoleon at all. I know that he wasn't actually as short as everyone says he was. That's true. I've read that it's because his like emperor's guards, the guys who were around him, his elite Crack bodyguard squad. Special forces. They all had to be a certain height, and that height was tall. Gotcha. So he was surrounded by guys who were taller than him. That makes sense. And also, too, I think that at the time, the French measurements and the British measurements were different. Yeah, because one was based off the king's foot and one was yeah. based off the other king's foot. Right. So when the, the British would look and say, oh, he's only this many feet tall... It was short in Britain, but not in, but average in France, I guess. Turns so. out Napoleon was seven hands high. Who oh, knew? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I have heard that as well. He's not as short, but like I don't know the particulars of his life. You hear about no. the Battle of Waterloo and stuff like that. You know he was a great strategist and sort of a yeah treacherous. Yeah, I also know that I once saw a, like a plot of wins and losses and like to just on this this chart of all these like generals and battlefield commanders throughout history okay to see who like the best ever was Uh uh-huh it was one of those i don't know what they're called because i I don't remember taking statistics or whatever but you know those charts where they put little dot plots yeah yeah and they go from like left to right and up and up napoleon is like so far away from everybody as far as like the best maxing out both metrics Yeah. yeah i got you it's interesting well there you go well, then, I mean, they are making, uh, I don't know if I started off saying this was a movie, but this is actually going to be a seven-part series for HBO. Oh, so for those of you that like Band of Brothers, for yeah. those of you that like Pacific, for those of you that like Munich with Eric Bana, mm, and that Spielberg's, was Spielberg doing yeah, one movie. Spielberg's going to get nerdy about it, too. Yes. He's going to try and be as accurate as he can historically, which is fun. And he's working off Kubrick. I mean, another mm-hmm. master class. Interesting. There's a little hesitation for me there because that has happened already once. 
with AI, artificial intelligence. That was a Kubrick? That was a Kubrick writing, Steven Spielberg directed. Interesting. But I think because they didn't have, because it was so like fantastical and made up yeah. and they didn't have like a chance to meet and talk about it. Right. That's how I got a little left. This is based in history. Yeah, so right. like you're saying, he's going to nerd out about mm-hmm. it. Because I think Spielberg likes to do his like blockbuster, like anything Spielberg makes is a blockbuster, but I think he likes to do his like pop commercial success and then be like, all right, history nerd movie time yeah. or weird subject matter yeah, time. He's definitely a history nerd. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're doing Napoleon Bonaparte seven part series for HBO coming later in the year. Interesting. That will be followed up by Guy Ritchie, another fun filmmaker. Oh, all right. Working with Henry Cavill. Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Two minutes, Turkish. <laughs> Working with Henry Cavill, the second time oh. his name has come up on this podcast. Yeah, well, he's one of the Mount Rushmore of, of nerd. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do we consider him for our Mount Rushmore of nerd? We haven't gotten to where he would fit in yet. I don't even, yeah. He's a contender, though nerdiest act- actors, actors actresses something for the future yeah but henry cavill will be starring in guy ritchie's world war ii movie titled the ministry of ungentlemanly warfare oh interesting has a little bit of league of extraordinary gentlemen about oh, it right. but this is the true story that covers the uk prime minister winston churchill oh cool and james bond author ian fleming ah. a secret world war ii combat organization oh yeah i forgot that ian fleming was actually really like a spy yeah and that's where his inspiration for james bond came from but i had no idea he worked with churchill and apparently they came up with a like a cracked squad of special forces that essentially laid the groundwork for black ops as we know them today. Right, right. Yeah, no, the World War II is where like all that stuff was invented. That's where the CIA came out of. That's where the MI5, which is the British one, that's where that came out of. Yep. Yeah, that's the was the war where they were trying all kinds of crazy stuff. (laughs) I had no idea that was James Bond, though. Yeah. That is crazy. Interesting. So for the people that might be grumpy that Henry Cavill is probably not going to be James Bond, this is a nice second step. Mm, yeah, for sure. And it's Guy Ritchie. He is very stylistic and yeah. he's very, uh, what's it called, where you're like loose with material, like you don't take it too seriously. Yeah, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> he's like that though. Not yeah, careless, like but lackadaisical, he's, I don't know. He's kind of, uh, he kind of is almost like a British Tarantino-y type. He wouldn't be a, a protege means someone who studied under him. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. I, mm-hmm. You can see that influence of Tarantino being loosey goosey with stuff just to make it fun, a fun story. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. It's quite a mouthful, but looks like it's fun. Mm, yeah. I love World War Two stuffs. <laughs> That's why it's in here. I know my talking partner. The All Quiet on the Western Front, which I still am meaning to see, got nominated for Oscars and stuff. Yeah, apparently that's crushing so, it yeah. as well. So that makes it... Anytime stuff starts getting Oscars nominations, mm-hmm. and then especially we'll see what wins, that's a good kind of bellwether to see what's what's coming in the future because you know Hollywood is anything if not unoriginal <laughs> and we'll start copying stuff. And especially if you've, you're seeing the, the uh, articles like I'm seeing where it's like, the cast of uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, like, actually filmed in the freezing cold, and yeah. here's the struggles they actually went to to achieve art. It's like, oh, they're taking it that seriously. Yeah. I, th- like, I predict that, well, depending on how good it does in the Oscars, it did well in the Golden Globes, but we might see a lot more Asian actors in strange sci-fi movies oh, coming yes. up. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> 
And this is on topic, one more period historical piece, but Ooh. because we're talking about, we've been talking about building a posse, mm-hmm. uh, this fits into our posse talk. They're oh. making a movie about Billy the Kid. Oh, wow. And the person playing the leading role is our, our buddy Barry Keoghan. Oh. From the Eternals. Think, and also possibly the Joker from the Batman. I think you say his name like Keo, Keon? Keo. It's a weird Irish name. I know. And I looked it up because I was nervous about it. I was like, I, I, did I mess it up the first time? Am I going to mess it, it up again? It's Keoghan? Traditionally, it's Keoghan. Keoghan. According to Barry, he says, oh, I pronounced the G. I don't know if I'm saying it wrong. Oh, but really? My name's Barry Keoghan. Interesting. So out of his mouth. Interesting. Hard so he's G. playing Billy the Kid? He's playing Billy the Kid. Interesting. Billy the Kid was, I'm trying to think. There is one picture of him. Every, every that's funny that you say that every time Billy the Kid comes up, mm-hmm. I think of an episode of Brady Bunch. <laughs> okay. Why? And I think it's Billy the Kid. Maybe it's Jesse James. <laughs> you know what? I think. Is it Wild Bill Hickok? <laughs> no, it's either Billy Kidd or Jesse James. I don't remember. I think it applies to I was a way. kid watching a show for kids yep. about kids, and it's either Billy Kidd or Jesse James, and either one either one of them come up, yeah. I think of this thing. So I can't remember who it was. Okay. I could go look it up, but and I know I'm pretty nerdy about stuff, but golly, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Bobby writes a... Uh, an essay about like his hero and it's it's Billy the Kid or Jesse James. I don't remember which one. And like the principal's concerned because it's like a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And so he talks to the parents and then like dad Brady finds the son of someone who was murdered by him. So he's an old, like an old man oh, wow. comes and talks to Bobby about it. <laughs> and then Bobby has this like wacky dream where Jesse James or Billy the Kid, I don't know. He's like on a, like a train with uh-huh. his family uh-huh. and the, the outlaw whichever one it is <laughs> shows up and he's like oh you're my hero and he's like i wrote an essay about you i only got a c though <laughs> and then he's like he's like so what are we gonna do and he's like i'm gonna rob and kill your family this is a freaking like seriously and then he goes like bang he starts saying bang oh wow and like and the family members like oh they all start like dying <laughs> It's kind of dark in a way. That's why it's stuck in my head. I get it. It's like, yeah, I didn't know the Brady Bunch had nightmare scenes. Yeah, that was a nightmare scene. I would say that's Billy the Kid, though, because he's another one of those people that has, like, a Napoleon where he has a whole bunch of legends about him, but, like, the things that actually happened to him were way more, it was overstated. Right. Uh, But Billy the Kid was a robber, and the main conflict in his life is that he killed, he was allegedly killed a bunch of people in Arizona. A bunch of people, I say, it's like three. So that's the thing about Billy Kidd. He was a bank robber and a murderer, but he killed like two to three yeah. people and robbed two banks. Okay, according to Scott, he put it on the board over here. It's Jesse James. Oh, oh. I'm still going to count it. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't matter. It makes me think of it. <laughs> the outlaw that's going to haunt you in your dreams and yeah. kill your family. <laughs> Just to get better than a C on your paper then, I guess, is the moral <laughs> of that story. But yeah, Barry Keoghan. I'm curious to see him as a as a cowboy. I think he'll do a great job. Jesse James is even worse. That guy was he wasn't only an outlaw, he was like a Civil War holdout guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and they already made a movie about him anyway. That yeah. movie's great. The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert oh, Ford. Yeah. Long one of the longest movie titles ever. Mm. Good time though. Slept on, I would say. 
Uh, let's see. Tom Holland is in the headlines. Oh, what did he do? Is he still with Zendaya? <laughs> no, it's it's for good news. Is he uh, still with Zendaya? He better be still with Zendaya. I, I would say yes. Because why it, would you not be with Zendaya? There you go. You're paying attention, Tom to Holland. Say. That's it. There's your there's your advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but he is going to work with Paul King, the filmmaker from Paddington, uh, to do the Fred Astaire movie. Oh wow, yeah, because he can dance. That's he can it. dance really well. I was like, I was kind of skeptical, and then I forgot he did that. Was it lip sync battle? Right, he did it with Zendaya before they were together, and it's all <laughs> over the internet that that's when she fell in love with him. Oh, okay, because he does that. That um, was their meet cute. He does an umbrella dance where he's kind of like cross dressed, yep. and and it's raining, and he's dancing in the rain, doing crazy stuff, and it shows her face and then like a lot of people put reaction videos up of they're like oh she's like going like oh my god I'm in love right now <laughs> Tom Holland where have you been all my life yeah. I get it now he seems perfect for it yeah he would be and this is not just like a rehash of singing in the rain this is a, a, gonna be a biopic yeah a no. dramatic one though sort of a, oh, like yeah. a saving Mr. Banks type of reimagining where they blend the his career with his actual life but uh, it will tell the story of Fred and his sister Adele, because apparently they went through their entire career together. Oh wow! Yeah, um, I don't know much about Fred Astaire other than he was a great dancer. Sing, he's a song and dance man, like yep. one of the ultimate song and dance men of the era of song and dance men. But apparently, he had a whole storied journey getting to even the bare recognition that we would know him as. Like, there's a whole oh, wow, story yeah. before that, and that's what Tom Holland will be playing the role of. Because he has one of those, what do they call that name? You use it like, like really go way to go, Einstein, when someone's smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Fred Astaire would be used for like, you know, oh, you're a regular Fred Astaire, yeah. aren't you? If you're getting fancy in the, yeah. in the loafers. Yeah. Yep. Maybe not as much anymore, but it was in my day. For <laughs> sure, and, that, and he was long gone. Who is it now? Usher? No. <laughs> I don't know. Michael Jackson, maybe? Uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah, that's cool, <laughs> man. I love that video. Same style of dancing, just a weirder face on yeah. top of it. But also along Tom Holland news, we're getting Spider-Man 4. Oh, another yeah. Tom Holland one. It's not just done with three. Kevin Feige was the the person behind the rumor, so you can believe it. Yep. No real story on how it's going to fit into the arc that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be more Tom Holland Spider-Man, which is good news. It is good news. He's a great Peter Parker. Yeah. But I bring up Feige because I found this interview he did with Entertainment Weekly. Oh, wow. And it's interesting because he has thoughts about what we've been talking about. He actually addresses MCU overload oh. and pacing and some of the issues we've talked about on this wow, very podcast. It's so weird how aware Hollywood is now. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. It used to it used to be cigar trauma guys who didn't give a crap and just wanted to chase their secretary around the desk. Yeah, and you forget you they're know? probably looking at the internet on the toilet like we are. Yeah, they're just so. like us. Interesting. No, it's interesting. That's good to hear. What do you say? I do think one of the powerful aspects of being at Marvel Studios is having these films and shows hit the zeitgeist. Mm. It's harder to hit the zeitgeist when there's so much product out there and so much content, in quotes, as they say, which is a word I hate. And he laughs. But we want Marvel Studios and the MCU projects to really stand out and stand above. So people will see that as we get further into Phase 5 and 6, the pace at which we're putting out the Disney Plus shows will change so that they each get a chance to shine. Hmm. Interesting. So just that awareness of it. That's good. It's good. That's nice. I like it. Just another pull I had from the article, which was interesting. He, he goes on to talk about She-Hulk a little bit. And he's like, She-Hulk, oh. for an example, was an experiment. Let's just do a legal comedy. What if Ally McBeal was a superhero? Right. How do we do a legal sitcom with an incredibly expensive CG character in the middle of every episode? Mm-hmm. And he said you couldn't be happy with the turnout and the product of it. I, ne- I never finished. 
finished it. <laughs> What's up? Did you finish it? I never finished it. I finished it. I enjoyed it. I'd be surprised if it comes back. It would yeah. be my, my hot take two cents. I feel bad for not finishing it, but there's so much other stuff. Yeah. Um, but he goes on to talk about the things you keep bringing up. Um, he says, She-Hulk, it's a very different tone than many of the other projects, and that was totally intentional. I think when we were doing about eight projects a year, which is going to shift a bit, he says, they all have to be different. They all have to stand apart and stand alone and be different from one another. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, the right to the actual character or the property and make it have its own character, that's straight from the mouth of Kevin Feige. He's on the same page as you. Oh, yeah. Well, I just saw what he was doing. That's all. And he also talks about how they're going to make more of an effort to get into the weird stuff. Now that people are comfortable with the Spider-Mans and the Avengers and the big titles, he's aware that one of the things they can do to keep it fresh is get weirder and original with mm-hmm. it. So it's a really good interview. It's not very long, so go check it out, Entertainment Weekly. But it was just cool to have validation be like, you're listening to us, even though, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's definitely listening to our podcast. Did you? <laughs> so since he's listening, I want to know his take on wearing a ball cap with a blazer because <laughs> he does that and it bothers me. I think that's the, I make enough money and what you think of it doesn't matter, Spielberg. Yeah, like, I know, I get it. I'm head cheese. I get it, but it looks weird to me. I mean, I don't care if that ball cap was really expensive, like who made it. It just looks weird to me with a blazer. There's other headwear that looks great with a blazer. If you're trying to cover up your bald head. Absolutely. I mean, they make derby hats. They make fedoras, triblies. But what what if Feige was like, this is my lucky hat. All the good Marvel ideas I've had, I've thought up wearing this hat. I don't think it's the same hat every time, though. What if it is, though? (laughs) Maybe it is the same hat. I haven't had that but I don't know. That's just a pet peeve of mine. Pet peeve of mine. No, I get it. Ball cat. There's so many other hats that work so much better with a suit coat. True. Yeah. But I go like I have the if I win the lottery fantasies and I get the the billionaire mindset of like I'm going to wear the same outfit every day just so that's something I don't ever have to think about. See, but I have the millionaire fantasy (laughs) or billionaire fantasy, whatever, of that I would get one of those like awesome suits that's so comfortable because it's perfectly fit to your body. There you go. You know, and maybe it is the same suit over and over again yep. for ease. But at the same time, I would want to look because I look I look <laughs> like a mafia guy when I wear a full suit. So I kind of like that look. I get it. Yeah. But no baseball cap with that suit. You no, would go all out. I'd wear I'd wear a fedora <laughs> or nothing at all. I got a good head of hair. Thank God. Knocked on wood. What are you trying to say? Just oh. kidding. You do have an excellent head of hair. Thank you. Hey, man, you got to have something. And if you don't wear a baseball cap and yeah. beat Kevin Feige and nobody can say anything. Right. <laughs> oh, I know Spielberg has his same hat, but I think he wears the, like it is that red baseball cap. Like he has yeah. his. Ron Howard is one of those guys too. There you go. Yeah, I know. I not, get not it. Not Lucas though. Lucas loves showing off his lion's mane. I know. Well, he's got, he's got a great head of hair. <laughs> he seemed like he was a silver fox at 13. Him though. and Leno. <laughs> they seemed like they were born with that hair yeah. color. Well haired. <laughs> And then to wrap it up, I saved the best for last because I saw this and I was like, oh, I wish we could do Nerd Alerts right now. Oh, wow. Because this was so exciting. Oh. It is some comic book news. And that comic book news is that Bill Watterson is coming back. What? No way. He's coming out of hermitude and retirement <gasps> to do a graphic novel called The Mysteries. 
Egypt. Wow, <laughs> amazing! I know. I saw I that name in the headline, and I was done. Con- yeah, well, with I, everything. I saw it led off with Bill Watterson dot dot dot, and I was like, he died. <laughs> I know. It's got to be like thirty years, right? Uh, Twenty-eight years since the end oh. of Calvin and Hobbes. Look at that. You were right on the money. And we haven't heard a peep from him since. I think he did like one graduation speech. Right. And then that weird thing where he said where he used to sneak into bookstores and do stuff, right? He'd yep. sign books, sneak in bookstores and sign books or something. And the rumor that he did like a couple Garfields, was it? Something. He was doing like ghost illustrations for yeah. people is the rumor as well. Right. But 28 years later, he's coming back with work. He's doing a partnership with another artist named John Cash. Hmm. But The Mysteries is a new 72-page book by Watterson and Cash, and it's described as a fable for grown-ups. Wow. Scheduled to be released in late 2023, uh, The Mysteries has reportedly been in the works for years and what it described as unusually close collaboration. Hmm. I don't know if that means they were roommates and holed up in an office somewhere, but Weird. this is years in the making. I really wonder if he was one of those, because we have no idea why he went away. Nope. But I really wonder if it's because some actors have done this, some other famous people have done it, where they want to have a family and raise their family and not be distracted by what's going on. Absolutely. So, I mean, that amount of time is the amount of time to have a few kids and raise them. Yeah, at least 18 years for some of them. Yeah, so I wonder if that's what went on. I'm just speculating. It just makes me think of other famous people who had that were at the height of their career and they just disappeared. And then they show back up. Yeah. And then you find out like their kids are in their 20s. And they, that's why they showed back up because they're like, well, <laughs> I'm an empty nester now. <laughs> back to work. Yeah. <laughs> and that, like there was the, the rumblings of like he didn't expect Calvin and Hobbes to get as famous as it did. Right. And, and was like, whoa, yeah. not what, like thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Kind of got freaked out. Yeah. Interesting. So. I don't feel that way at all, <laughs> podcast gods. Uh, why did <laughs> the light come on above you? That was weird. <laughs> I like it though. Mikey will get freaked out, and I'll drag him along. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stand behind you. You're a good shield. It's okay, fine. Yeah. But on the Bill Watterson tip, go look it up because they've posted a couple of stills, a oh, couple wow. of single uh, panels from the comic. Yeah. And all we have to compare is Calvin and Hobbes, which masterpiece. Uh, that's unarguable. Well, he'd drawn multiple different styles when he was doing that. And that's what's interesting because you look at this and it doesn't seem like anything Calvin and Hobbes, but then you start to think about the Spaceman Spith stuff mm-hmm. and his background work mm-hmm. or whenever you would do like the, the dinosaur soap, stuff, the soap di- opera stuff. Yeah. Soap op- like when he would do the real world stuff and put a lot of detail in it, it was yeah. like, holy crap, this is that Bill Waters yeah. in a very black and white charcoaly painterly style. Oh. It really looks like it's King Arthur meets scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, nice. And I'm excited. Years in development. It's just, it's more Bill Watterson. I couldn't yeah. have been happier. I thought... The you thought Cal- he died. I thought he died. <laughs> and I thought Calvin Hobbes was all we were going to get, but this is another addition to That's it. That's exciting. I can't tell you how much I love Calvin and Hobbes. I love it so much. It's at least 35% of my personality. I yeah. stole it all from Calvin no, and Hobbes. No, it's so much. I still use Calvin Ball all the time when you're improving <laughs> yeah. a game or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then I had all the books, and my kids got a hold of them, and they were enchanted too. It's <laughs> it's gonna stay around forever. You know what I do? Probably on a like at least once a week basis, I'll put on a cool band T-shirt that I love because I love my band T-shirts, and then I'll put a hoodie on top of it just because that's my work outfit. But I always think of Calvin Hobbs when he's putting on his Lucky Rocket Ship underpants. He's like, man, what's the point of wearing Lucky Rocket Ship underpants? Nobody ever asked <laughs> to see them. 
I'm like, that's how I feel about my band shirts. Oh, and then I go about my day. But I have yeah. at least once a week that Calvin Hobbs thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> now I got to go put on my Lucky Rocket Ship underpants. Oh. Is our pizza here, Mikey? Our pizza should be here, actually. I did oh. order it earlier. So oh. Our pizza is here. Yes. So we're... Uh, that means it's the end of the podcast, and that means it's time to shut down the Nerd Alert feed. Nerd Alert is now over. <laughs> Thanks, Mikey. That was a great Nerd Alert. <laughs> now you guys know what we think. We want to know what you guys think. Yeah. You can uh, hit us up on our social medias, at AssumingPod. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mostly Instagram, because pictures are fun. You can also Gmail us, AssumingPositions, at gmail.com. Dot com. And every week I say it again, and I just always say it, and Mikey's starting to roll his eyes at me now. It's a brain teaser. How do you want them to format the Gmail, Mikey? On that tip, we're going to make historical period pieces an actual trend. Send me an email in the style of a World War II letter. Oh. My dearest, it has been two weeks since I've given you a hot take, but here's the <laughs> hottest of takes that I have formed on the, on the beaches. <laughs> they are Mabel. <laughs> it's funny when 20, 20 year old people had grandma names because they weren't grandmas then. It's true. <laughs> My most treasured Edna. How I miss you. If you guys uh, like our podcast and want to support us, you can support us uh, with a donation at buymeacoffee.com. Yes. Slash assuming pod. And find links to that on our link tree on Instagram and such. We really appreciate any donations you can give us, and we're going to use it for bringing positivity yeah. back to toxic fandom. And to power caffeinated high fives. Yes. Uh, we want to thank our Positron so much for listening. Uh, it's you guys. We, we love you guys so much. Uh, we also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing, Not Scott Productions for our equipment, Jazzar for our music. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Nerd alerts out. <laughs> <laughs> What's Ryan Seacrest doing here? <laughs>